Okay, shall we? Let's do it. I feel like you're talking around me. I've had enough of your puzzles, Zen riddles. This is Seriously Seagal. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Seriously Seagal, season two, episode four, coming at you. This is the podcast where we get seriously silly talking about the films of Mr. Steven Seagal. Or should I say Sensei Steven Seagal? You should. You always have to call him Sensei. <laughs> Let's take that out. Let's make sure to take that out. Okay. okay. Sorry, I'll Sensei. Do, do that so, sorry, Stephen. We just uh, got finished watching the Stevens, I think, instant classic direct-to-DVD mm-hmm. Stephen Seagal feature, Killing Salazar from last year, 2016, one of the 9,000 movies that Stephen Seagal you don't started think this last got year. Out He's in busy theaters man. in Romania? You don't think they'd hit the big screens? I th- oh, it definitely came out in Romania. I think it came out in Italy. Well, I mean, <laughs> do you think it was direct to DVD there too, or do you think it came out on theaters for a little bit? Well, the picture oh, uh, on the IMDb of this movie is a DVD case, so I think I'm not sure. I don't know. We need to travel to Romania and catch a Seagal yeah, premiere at some point. We do. I feel like they'd that'd give be them a such good a welcome. party. It we would should, be an unbelievable it would be party. Unreal. We should, we have to do that. And we could play the show, Stephen. Stephen, play guitar with us. Duel with Mr. Smitty. Oh, yeah, we could finally play Russian roulette. Steven, <laughs> hashtag kill us on film as well. We are for the real. Steven Seagal fan club. We are the Seagal goons. This is P. Bear, drummer for the Van Burens, seated across from me, who I think had a great time today. He's wearing his classic blue blanket. He just finished up uh, drinking a Nantucket Nectar's brand juice, 20% juice beverage. <laughs> it's amazing. It's this, the brown man. It is me. What's going on, everybody? I feel great. This is an awesome movie. I'm super, super psyched to talk to you about it. But first, I'm going to throw it away across the helm to my main man. <laughs> throw it in the rubbish. <laughs> yeah, we get thrown in the trash right now. We got Mr. Smitty over here. The captain manning the helm. It's happening. How, we it's haven't checked happening. up on your podcast nose in maybe a, a year, Give us Smitty. A sniff, it's funny. Smitty. Ah. Clean and clear. <laughs> pretty clear, guys. It's pretty clear. You know what that means? That this must have been a, a pretty enjoyable Seagal film. Yeah, I think we all had a, actually had a really good time today. Yeah, this is great. I don't know why it got a 3.8 on IMDb. That's uh, bullshit. You know, <laughs> no, it's a fine movie. Don't worry about the, the critics and, you know. It had a plot. It had a purpose. Go with your, what was the plot of this movie? Sum, sum up this movie, Flip. Yeah, in like a couple sentences. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yep, That's yep, why it has yep. a 3.8 on the <laughs> <Yeah>. IMDb. <laughs> no, no, give me a chance here. But it was really fun. The give acting was great. George St. Pierre was in it. Dude, yeah. The, the fighting was awesome. Adam Gee. Scott was in it. John <laughs> Hamm was in it. <laughs> Poor man's Adam Scott. Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Killing Zalazar. Okay. What do you think this is about? Seriously. <laughs> and Henry Winkler. <laughs> and Henry Winkler. <laughs> um, basically, this is a movie about a group of DEA agents who are tricked into holding down a hotel floor um, with a drug lord or a warlord. Right, they're protecting a drug lord who's made a series of twisty backroom deals. Yeah, so his deals are really basically like, yeah, his deals convolute the plot. We can talk about that later, but they're really kind of unnecessary. The, The overarching thing is essentially there's people coming to kill this drug lord and there's people trying to protect him to keep him alive and themselves alive. And that's basically the plot of it. <laughs> it's kind of a classic. I think we saw this in Against the Dark, where it's one big set piece for most of the movie yeah. in mm-hmm. the uh, the Romanian uh, United Nations building. What's different in, is in it's the interrogation mostly, room. No, yeah. the right and the interrogation room. So it's like a usual suspect scene where Seagal is basically the star <laughs> and did one day of filming. We yeah, love you, Stephen. Yeah. Come on the podcast. Um, and then also this large set piece at the uh, Romanian 
World Trade Center, actually, right? Right, yeah. right, right. Um, with kind of a lockdown or yeah, maximum say that prison scene like kind of thing. That thing that they're trying to defend, and then it's obviously shown through flashbacks when Seagal's interrogating this guy. So that's the other set piece. You're just inside this interrogation room. Speaking of flashbacks, I have I got to get something <laughs> off my chest, you guys. Okay. Right. I kind of have a couple confessions that I want to make right now. And I think I need to step into the VB confession box that we have here in the manor and talk to my good friend and mentor and spiritual advisor, Father Flavor. Because it's confession time with Father Flavor. Father Flavor. Come, all my children. Come see me. Confess your sins. Unburden yourself. Be light. All right, I'm stepping into the box here. I'm going to open this little <laughs> sliding door thingy that apparently they have. You always seem to have trouble with that, <laughs> It sounds like paper being turned. <laughs> Father Flavor, forgive me, for I have sinned. Tell me your sins, child. I've kind of ripped on Keone Waxman and Bin Dang, the director and producer, respectively, of Killing Salazar, in previous podcasts. Uh, Keone Waxman is a talented young man who's directed eight very recent Seagal movies <laughs> in the past eight years. And Bin Dang, well, he's been Seagal's sidekick for maybe the past 20 to 25 years. First as a stuntman, then as a producer. We've all made grievous errors in our life, child. Because this movie, Killing Salazar, was actually kind of fun in Keone's direction, although... It did involve his famous whack flashbacks. The whole movie was a whack flashback. <laughs> Keone whack flashbacks, Waxman, of course. But this was, this was a fun movie that was well-directed, and his crazy Tarantino Guy Ritchie style kind of pulled it off, and his weird uh, blood splatters on the camera were fun sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of blood splatters. What, an that? incredible amount of <laughs> yeah, blood yeah, splattering. Yeah, yeah. I think that's his, a stylistic, like, <laughs> it's like his Boondock Saintsy yeah. thing. I don't know what it is. But he actually made a good movie. Well. It's kind of a backhanded confession, I must say, Father Flavor. Well, one could say that life is a series of flashbacks that are whack-backed. <laughs> that is very wise, Flashback Father Flavor. Father Flavor. <laughs> Hashtag me. Hashtag I'm, Father Flavor. You know I've gone on social media recently, child. Father Flavor, what did you think of the direction in this film? I thought it was great. Quite frankly, you know, I don't get much time off from my parishioners, so when I do watch a movie, I enjoy one with a little direction, such as the <laughs> films of Keone Waxman. <laughs> I enjoy a film with a little direction. <laughs> I keep prejudice out of it. Father Flavor, is there somebody else in the confession booth with you? No. Father Flavor, <laughs> no. I think I hear somebody sniffling in there. Smitty, are you in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. Father Flavor, are you s sitting on Smitty's lap in the confession That's booth? That's preposterous. I know. No, I was, I was actually... Are you supposed to be looking through the middle of this I've, booth? Guys, I have a confession to make. What's your confession, Smitty? I was sitting on Father Flavor's lap. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> like Smitty. I said. Smitty, while you're in there, what do you, you think of Keone in this movie? I think we've got to give him some props because he's done so many cigar I movies. I thought it was pretty good. You know, I was, I was, I was very entertained throughout, throughout the whole film. And I was actually kind of like... Because it's kind of like a like a who who's the mole type of situation yep, in this absolutely. whole thing, and you're trying to figure it out the whole movie. I love a like good so mole, mole film. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a you mole film. You should read the Bible, sure. like every Robert De Niro movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the Bible, but you know, it just kept you guessing, and and I was kind of intrigued, like the Bible. The thing, so, <laughs> Father, do but you con consider the Bible a mole story? <laughs> well, of course, God was the mole the, God, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Martin has been Confession Time with Father Flavor. Hit that drop while you're in there, Smitty. 
Let's get out of. Can we all three get out of this booth? All right, here I go. I'm gonna get out. <laughs> I'm gonna get out. I have come. <laughs> All right, Raj, <laughs> Father Flavor, bye. Raj, you can come back in. Dude, I never understand what you guys do in that church. I'm not one to step inside those places. Yeah, weird stuff happens in church, apparently. It does. But it's kind of been normal. You always just look really refreshed when you come out, though, I gotta say. All right, let's take it to the top of the movie. It's a very oh, cleansing man. experience, Raj. What does happen at the top of the movie? They kill Salazar in about 30 seconds. Yeah, That's Sal- what happens. The movie's called <laughs> Killing <laughs> Salazar. <laughs> Seagal kills him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, the end. Yeah. Or as because of the Italian titles, it would be El Fin Finier. Finale? Yeah, Fini. Fi- I La don't Fine. know. La Fine. Something, Something like that. Like that. Yeah. But there sure. are Italian titles at the beginning. Yeah, as so well. we're introduced. We're basically introduced to um, our main characters. Essentially, we're introduced to Salazar, and we're introduced to his number two guy with the best name ever, Bruno Sinclair. Yeah. Exactly. Um, George Saint Pierre. GSP. Who I thought was wearing heart sunglasses initially, but they're just around yeah. kind of oval aviators. <laughs> he looks aviators. great though. Yeah, he, he looks amazing, and he's got some acting chops. Can we just say that? Yeah. Shout out to GSP on this one. He has a scene he where he has to get really pissed off with that Leon Washington character later in the movie. He looks great. And he's he, doing great. He pulls it off. Yeah. He, had some he commits really, really well really to it. That's nice why he moments. was retired as welterweight champion and the greatest champion in the UFC ever. So we're introduced to Salazar, a drug lord, in his mansion in Italy? Romania? Russia? Romania. Romania. Believe, okay. Yeah. Romania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his right-hand man, Bruno, played yep. by George St. Pierre, uh, the famous MMA. But while they're having this discussion, they're playing chess... They mm-hmm. basically get raided by Seagal's crew. Right. And Seagal, fa- like, telling the guy at the very last minute, hey, like, don't kill this bitch. I need him alive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wouldn't you have said that during the briefing, like, yeah. a long time yeah. ago? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. don't yeah. kill the guy whose house we're raiding? All yeah. right, thank you. And the guy's just, like, very casual. He's like, oh, it works for me. It's like, what about all your men that are not been told this direction right now and are probably going to shoot him? On site, they don't. They do not go in stealthy at all. Oh no! All that they <laughs> that just also. Like, the, the outside wall just like they light three people on fire. <laughs> yeah. in the part of the explosion. <laughs> Seagal shoots the guy on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, put him out. Of his so yeah, they basically invade this thing, and um, Bruno, or sorry, not Bruno, but um, Salazar swallows a key. Right. And they get taken, but as part of the taking, he gets shot supposedly, and Bruno gets arrested. Yes. Um, and that's kind of how the movie opens. And then we we cut back to the interrogation scene, which is where we kind of set our set for the rest of the movies. So what's happening is Seagal is uh, higher up in the DEA, and he's interviewing what's the guy's name? Uh, Jensen. Jensen. Right. Major Jensen. Major. Jensen. Who's actually a U.S. Marshal? He says later. In yeah. The he's not. He's not a DEA. Dude. Oh, okay. There are many departments. He got. Being he used got moved thing. from the marshals to this to help them out or whatever. That's oh, why they kept saying okay. what that's happened. That's why he to goes old. to that base in the beginning. That's why he's yeah. in Romania, right? Like, I mean, I that doesn't make a ton of sense, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're they're doing a favor for the DEA. They yeah. Say. There's yeah. definitely a few waxmans in this movie, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah the, <laughs> Classic waxman. The basic point is that he is assigned to these group, and he was part of this overarching mission that happens later. Um, and then we're basically told what is happening throughout the movie. So the first part of the movie is essentially um, a flashback as well. Right. Or two-thirds of this movie is a flashback. It's like a true <laughs> yeah. detective, usual suspects kind of thing. Yeah. Where Seagal is interrogating Jensen, 
and saying yeah. So him, and he's and Seagal's skeptical of Jensen. Right. Seagal supposedly killing Salazar is in the past, and then we jump back to the future, and stuff happened in the middle, and that's what we're being right. shown in the movie. Well, being the so the the. The house raid is the first thing that happens chronologically, right? Yes. Okay, all right, okay. And yep. the the interrogation is the last thing that happens yes. chronologically. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, and they even reference the usual suspects when somebody they talks about did. Kaiser Sose. Yeah, he mentions <laughs> Kaiser Sose. We were just like, like do that? Oh, like, my God. There's probably like a six degrees Kev- of Kevin Bacon thing you can do with Seagal where it's like he was in a movie with Benicio Del Toro. So Benicio Del Toro in the world of this movie is an actor and I don't, you know, I don't know. You can get into some seriously deep <laughs> stuff there. There's some weird universes to dive into. Uh, yeah, so Salazar is co- yeah. conceivably dead within the first 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> right. Bruno cut cut to credits, off. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Classic <laughs> montage credits. Basically, it's over. that's it. Um, but, yeah, so then we're in the interrogation scene room. And why is he interrogating uh, skinny Bruce Willis? Because there's a dead DEA agent. Right. Or a higher up, rather, of the DEA. But he's dead. During this situation that happened, Salazar is now gone. There's also a bunch of other dead people, too. Right. <laughs> right, which we learned. But the we reason kinda... he's being interrogated right, right, is mainly yeah, this guy. And also Salazar now being free um, and gone, lost to the world. Uh, so really, we kind of see the story of this guy, Major Jansen. Yes. He's the star of the movie. Yes. Yes. Seagal is not the star of this movie. Nope. Right. Which we kind of buried the lead on that, but yeah. Seagal Although maybe he showed did up have for the a few. best dialogues ever. There's a very strange thing where so, so Seagal was clearly there to film these interrogation scenes, and we're actually looking at it right now, where Jansen keeps drinking that cup of coffee <laughs> and, and smoking I, cigs and smoking cigs, and Seagal is skeptical of his story, but really we know that Seagal knows the whole thing yep. <laughs> and is just probing to get some answers, and will occasionally turn off the the interrogation room camera, very true detective style, and and tell the witness uh, what to say, like that kind of thing. Yeah pretty wild but we follow jansen at the beginning uh when he goes to when he first starts training at the u.s marshals and he he rides in on his motorcycle in his leather jacket yeah he's been assigned he's been reassigned from his place of the marshals to help these people and their group basically and so he's like let me tell you my story steven sit back and tell i'll tell you the story of a major taking orders from another major another major yeah and his bitch cronies Right, so then we kind of meet all these people. As a matter of fact, there are so many people in this movie, I think we should probably, just to explain some of this stuff, send it to one of our favorite segments, the Keith David Memorial Non-Segal MVP. Did somebody say my name? Oh, my God, Keith. Oh. <laughs> did, did Keith just call us? I think Hello. so. Something <laughs> happened. Hello. Well, well, Keith, then. I think that there's something. We're off the line here. The Keith David Non-Segal MVP. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to hear how the pitch sounds on that one. <laughs> I believe I was being astrally projected for a second. <laughs> I think Hello. Keith is all around us right now. Hello? <laughs> am I on the Seagal cast? Who am I? Where am What's I? What's happening? Hang up. Hang up on Keith. <laughs> Click. All right. So uh, who would you say, Flav, was your Keith David non-Seagal oh, MVP? Dude, you know who my Seagal MVP is going to let's, be. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. My non-Seagal MVP is going to be the bellman yes. of the hotel that we're at the entire time. So where they're under yeah. siege is a, actually a hotel. Yep. So the agents and this guy, Salazar, are on the 10th floor of this hotel. 
And Although it takes five minutes to take an elevator right up to yes, the top. Yes, it's floor. the longest fucking ride I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but um, very early on, the guy Jensen goes up, and they're supposed to secure everything and be like, all right, get all the staff out, blah, blah, blah. And he goes up to the roof, and he finds this guy who literally looks like Henry Wil- Winkler, or for the Arrested Development fans, um, Barry Zuckercorn. Or for like, an older generation, the Fonz. Exactly. <laughs> Literally looks exactly like this guy, and he's smoking a joint. <laughs> um, and he's like completely just unaffected by the fact that uh, there's this guy with a gun in his face. And um, throughout the movie, I'm not going to give everything away right now, but throughout the movie, he uh, plays an inter- integral part, my, much like Bobby Porter in the actual Under Siege 2. Right. He's a little sidekick at times to yeah. our main guy, Luke But Luke what Goss. I loved about this guy Luke is that Goss. every time you see him, literally every scene, he's smoking a joint of yes. a different <laughs> guy. Yes, yeah, yes, a it is the movie. best. Is like As P. Bear put it before this podcast started, like his only loyalty in this movie was to weed. And I was like, <laughs> man, I totally get that, bro. You identified so um, hard with him. I'm like, dude, I don't see anything wrong. And he had some great liners, which we'll get to later, but they all kind of surround. For weed, to be honest, there's a there's a weed through line to this uh, this yeah, film, which I think um, you really so appreciate. He, he was really my MVP, and um, you know he he really well we'll we'll talk about it as as we no, go. No, I want to talk about it right now. I want you to talk about your LVP right now, Flav. Oh man, what? talk talk about her. Yeah, because you All had right. a serious problem with one of the characters Listen. in this movie, and it also related <laughs> to weed. This lady. <laughs> One of the U.S. Marshals on her the team with her name is Chavez. Let me yes, just Chavez. say that she just has everything is just wrong with this chick. She just struts around like she's hot shit, and she's not even as hot as this other blonde chick who's working there who gets shot. She's like the first agent to die. I'm like, there's so many other worse characters to shoot besides this hot blonde <laughs> she, chick. They shot the one who had no lines in the movie, of course. Ah, she was yeah. the hottest <laughs> chick. Who, didn't, who barely had a Absurd. name. And they keep alive this girl, Chavez. Dude, Chavez is the worst. All she does is patronize this guy, Jensen, the, on, the entire time he's there. And it's like, you know he's a major. Like, he ranks higher than you. Like, you're not allowed to do that. And well, hold on. She, he starts flirting with her at the academy or the training center. flirting. No, he says, yeah, he I was. could never shoot a beautiful woman. That's after she gave <laughs> yeah, him shit exactly. initially, though, right? So sexy. Which that she was says after later she gave him shit too. initially, though. I mean, she's always giving him shit. But the worst part was that she rats him out for... <laughs> Having a joint, like he takes the joint from our guy Emilian is the guy's name, the bellman. From your MVP. From my MVP, he's smoking a joint and he and he scolds him for it. You know, he lets him take a drag, which, by the way, dude's a champ. He takes the longest drag ever because, like, you know, Jensen's like, all right, like you got to get off this roof, take it, take one last hit, and he takes the longest hit. I was like, you can see the like the joint like lit up and like actually drag him. This guy's a fucking champ. Um but so Jensen has that and he tosses it out. I don't think does he hit it? I don't think he takes the hit of it. No, no, he, no, does, he doesn't. Exactly. No. So he just He's smells like honor. weed. He, he puts it out. Yeah. Immediately the next scene is Chavez reporting to the other major, uh major what's the other major, guy's major, name? major, major, major. Uh Sconey. Sconey. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, Our poor man's Joseph Gordon Levitt slash John yeah. Cusack. Love child. Um <laughs> Joe Go Levitt. She immediately you. goes and tells this other guy that like he was smoking weed. And it's just like, listen, are you fucking kidding me? Like you're dealing with like a drug lord. People are about to come and shoot this entire building to pieces, and this is what you're like. This petty shit is what you're doing right now. Like you're smoking weed in the garage, man. It's like somebody shut this bitch up, please. She stays alive <laughs> for the whole movie. Yeah, I don't know about the morals of narking on a DEA agent yeah. like surrogate. Um, but here's the point I wanted to make to you, Flav. No, man, you ride. That- you die together. It's team. I wouldn't rat you guys out <laughs> if we were on a team, bro. 
What the hell? <laughs> and you know why she rats him out. We all know later. But well, yeah. there's a commonality no between loyalty. your most valuable player and the the, the actress that you were yes. scolding and hating the entire movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. is that they are the two rats in yeah, the movie. They are. They are <laughs> and you love one of them the most and hate one of them so much. <laughs> it is true. It is true, everyone. It turns out uh. that they are both working for Team Salazar. But I will say this about my the reason that he's still my MVP. He wasn't really a rat. He was just <laughs> loyal to his job. He was a hotel employee and yeah, Salazar owns yeah. the hotel. Yeah. We didn't know that. There are so many twists in this movie. We yeah, should yeah. just throw them all. Yeah. Like, like, he said to, like he <laughs> said to Jensen, you never asked me who my <laughs> boss was. I just said I was loyal to my boss and the hotel and you never asked me. He was like, I would have told you that Salazar owns this place. So in his defense... He was only loyal to weed and to his boss that lets him smoke weed wherever he wants right. on premises, pretty much. Pretty cool. The I mean, that's the, amazing. The drug lord who faked his own death in yeah. the first 30 seconds of this movie, I'm just going to throw this out, it, uh, is made a deal with the DEA to give them $500 million, or to give a crooked DEA agent $500 million so that he would let him go free. But he winds up staying in this hotel, which he owns, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and has to escape his former allies, who now are his enemies, led by George St. Pierre. Yep. Trying oh to kill him yep. and take said $500 million. There are so yes. many. We're like, at the beginning of the movie, Salazar seems like the villain of the movie. And then he becomes a kindly old uncle who's really good with the shotgun. Well, that was, well, he was amazing he was with that shotgun, dude. I would say Salazar he was, was my people. MVP. It's, he should be easily dude. my MVP. Ability. Really? Yeah. He was sure. great, right? He charmed me by the end. Like uh, at the beginning, I was like, "Oh, what the hell is this guy doing?" And then I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." He's like Vlad, and the, the old r Russian gentleman yeah. in uh, which one was, was that? Dangerous Man, uh, perhaps? No. Out for a kill. Out for a kill. Something like Not that. Dangerous Man. Um, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the unending universe of Seagal. <laughs> no, Salazar it. was murking people with that shotgun. It was yeah, amazing. Was. The whole DEA crew, including Major Scotty, were like behind him in the stairwell when they were walking down. Yeah, he was leading the team yeah, of all these like, special forces dudes. <laughs> It was great. It was amazing. He I was, thought he was a really good actor. He beat the shit out of Scony like on a hand fight, and then like helped him like stay alive for well a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory about Salazar. Okay, I think Salazar was supposed to be played by Steven Seagal originally. What do you think about that? Probably, but Seagal just didn't have time because he was doing a billion other movies. That's a very good possibility. I could definitely see that. That's He's like, like a big that's dude. like a Seagal and. He's, that's like the Mr. Role. Alexander role from uh, the the famous Keone Waxman trilogy mm. of a good man, right, uh, right? Forces of execution and mercenary absolution. Uh, <laughs> can't job. believe. Good yeah. job Thank there. You. Thank you. Um, but I would have loved to see that movie actually with Steven Seagal and Salazar mixing it up a little bit more and riding around with a shotgun as opposed to just sitting sitting at a this interrogation desk for the most part. Yeah, basically he's just. All we see of Seagal is basically him just interrogating Jensen the whole whole time. He, he, he does, does come in at the end. He picks it up at the end. He picks it up at the end. We will let you listeners know that. And he has one amazing monologue. Yes, he does. Yes, he does, which, which we'll is, get to. We'll Who is get. your MVP? Honestly, <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, well, here's here's actually, here's my MVP for uh, this movie. Okay. It's you, Mr. Smitty. Oh, because you called this movie had more twists than a uh, curly Q straw, <laughs> and you called every single one of them. Um, in fact, you know we've seen this before. You you do have some kind of like secret mystical powers for predicting Seagal films. That's why I'd like to use this to, uh, time to send it to a segment called "The Horrifying Predictions of Smitty Thomas." No. <gasps> Scary. 
Well, your your prediction. Uh, you, first of all, you did call both the moles in this movie. <laughs> um, you also predicted. I thought the best moment was when you, uh, when we first met Raj's MVP, the bellhop. You absolutely. So our main man, Luke Haas, is that his name? Yeah. Goss. Goss. Luke Goss. I was thinking of him as just like Luke emaciated Goss. Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> has those like squinty Bruce Willis eyes, and he's a white Bald guy with head. shaved head, but super long arms. He was good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I maybe him. he's actually my MVP. Well, no offense, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. None taken. I wasn't in the movie, so. <laughs> That's true. I would have preferred that. <laughs> um, but when we first when we first meet the bellhop, uh, uh, skinny Bruce Willis hears a set is walking through the hallways of the hotel. Checking out the scene. He can't believe that uh, Detective, the guy who looks like Detective Munch mated with Ice-T. Like those guys got together. What's yeah. that guy's name? Uh, Carl. Um, the, the crooked DEA Car agent. Oh, uh, uh, Michael. Uh, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. Mike Daryl. Mike yeah. Daryl. I'm just going to call him Detective Munch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Obama. <laughs> um, he can't believe, our main character can't believe that only six U.S. Marshals were used to guard this entire hotel and lock it down. Yeah. To protect... This former he doesn't uh, even want to be there. Drug dealer. He doesn't want to be there, no. and he's down there with his gun drawn, and he hears a sound. And what does Smitty immediately say? I don't even remember what I said for this <laughs> one. You said, oh, "I'm just a bellhop out here oh, on my oh, smoke yeah, break." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walks out, and he sees the fucking bellhop <laughs> on his smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> it was so perfect. And of course, we discover later that this it is the, the both the Bobby Porter character and the mole that winds up being a huge twist in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just staying true to his. He had a job description. He works at the hotel. I was so upset when we discovered that Emilian was the mole. I completely missed that Smitty had called that Emilian was the Did you say that he I, was? Yeah, yeah, I said I, I said that, and I said it was Chavez, too. I missed when you <laughs> said that it was the guy, so I like my heart <laughs> broke when it turned out to be him. Yeah, but you then were later, so pissed. That was such a great reveal. Yeah, such a great I was I was honestly pretty heartbroken. But later when he explained his reasoning and how he was doing it for the hotel while still smoking a J in the van right in front of his boss, I was like, I, yeah. I can't. I mean, this guy is he's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty baller yeah. for him to be smoking the joint he's at the end. Constantly smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, this sliding open a van door yeah. and using a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, this van door slides open. And it's just him with his gun and he has a joint. In this his is mouth. like a critical moment like, where something sorry, could Jensen. go wrong and he's just like smoking weed, like just relaxed in this like major exchange that's about to happen <laughs> like all right this guy knows what's up these are the horrifying predictions of smitty damas smitty no okay so i do have some questions like what's going on about hey girl <laughs> hey girl um why was salazar so they think they're guarding salazar yeah and he keeps saying these things about the year of the rat i was born in the year of the rat we like to we're always in control and we're so smart why was he saying those things if he was actually under attack the whole time was he in was he in charge of the situation the whole time he really well, wasn't he knew right? it was his hotel okay he did know that it was his hotel but the way so they were kind of guarding around him and i thought that they were going to just be under well, attack because he probably it would be a jailbreak kind of situation where gsp comes and kills tries to kill the u.s marshals and so salazar can escape well, he but they're trying to kill him he didn't think that he was going to be under attack until he saw that his wife and kid got killed and they've also said that supposedly there was a third body of his in the bombing he thought he was just he was bribing that crooked guy mike daryl and right. they were going to let him go. Like, he was going to have a team of his people show up to the hotel that he owns, murk those DEA agents who are watching him, and then take him out. And he'll pay Mike Darrell the 500 grand. Then 
or 500 mil. And then when he was in the bathroom and he heard that news report of the bombing of his wife and kid, he was oh, like, oh, fuck. Right. Like, if they're saying I'm dead as part of that, that means that they want me dead, which means I'm about to get fucked up right I get now. it. Like, yeah. Right, it's okay. one of those scenes... That's why of- everybody was, like, so horrified when they saw that news report because everyone realized at the same time, including Salazar, oh, shit, like, there's people coming to kill me if they already said I'm dead on TV. Okay. That's when everyone was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, this is not... I wasn't sure that they were saying he was dead in the news. That's why he was so ready to take those guys with that shotgun because he had that shotgun in that room because he knew... That's his route. He was like, I was waiting. This shotgun was waiting for me in this room. That's why he was ready to go with that thing. All right. That checks out, Keone Waxman. Yeah. Not yeah. bad, okay. buddy. Okay. Yeah. I follow the weird parts of the plot. You guys <laughs> fill in the rest. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. You really fill out those Keones for us. <laughs> It'll happen. But that, yeah, that's essentially right. What the so, plot okay. Was. So, so they did but kill his wife. GSP did kill his wife yes. with his, uh, his, his cronies who then show up yeah. at the United Nations yeah. or the uh, World Trade Center yes. in Romania yep. uh, with his. Terrorist cronies who look like Slipknot, yeah. who dress like Slipknot. But when they fucked up is when they took his daughter. Or, sorry, his, his niece. Sister. His or, sister. Sorry, his sister. His sister. His sister, who is I kept Chavez. Saying daughter. Chavez. I kept saying Spoiler daughter. Spoiler alert. How did Chavez... His sister yeah. is Chavez. This doesn't make I told you she was a bitch. <laughs> so how was that part of his... How was Chavez being on the team, on the U.S. Marshal team, and kind of the mole within... <laughs> Uh, skinny Bruce Willis's team because he was going to escape plan. with her. He was going to kill all those DEA agents, but her. How did she get a job with the exactly. U.S. Marshals? Like, did they know that? Like, like they we've seen that in other movies. Check. I think we see that in other movies. The moles getting past background checks. That's that's not crazy, crazy far. Yeah, but none of them have like biological ties to be like they're <laughs> right, fucking exactly. like the main bad dude. <laughs> but. Yeah, he was going to kill all those guys with his original deal and leave with her. But then when all those people came to kill him, that's when she got caught in the crossfire, which is not. That's why he got so pissed off when he was talking to Jensen downstairs. He was like, they did the wrong thing by taking my sister because, like, they messed with family. Oh, okay. She wasn't supposed to be part of any of that. She was, you know, that's why he was so pissed off that they took her. I think there's a classic situation of there are so many twists and the reality at the end has to hold true to the reality at the beginning that everybody has to speak so vaguely and cryptically and a lot of, or sometimes their motivations and actions don't really check. Like, why is Chavez... Okay, no, so Chavez doesn't know GSP, though. She's not on his no, team. No, no, right, no. Right, okay. No. So they're kind of like three teams going on is really yep. the, yeah, the secret yeah, to this, yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Um, right, so the, the place comes under attack. The when girl, GS- there was one thread that's just excessive. It's either... You should have just had him paying off the DEA, the bad DEA agent, and then the people trying to kill him. So it's two things. And then leave yeah. out the thing about the sister. Or include right. the sister and leave out the thing about other people trying to kill. Like, it should have just been two plot lines. Right. Instead of they made it three and tried to entangle them all, which you have to be really high to figure out. <laughs> and and <laughs> there's also kind of the love <laughs> situation where between Skinny Bruce and Chavez. Man, fuck that. Where she's honeypotting him the whole time, which Smitty also had the horrifying prediction of. You were like, honeypot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the <laughs> worst. Seen it before. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. is the worst. Been there. I hate that chick so much. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, why don't she we actually You know what was also worse about her is that she didn't even have anything good to say. <laughs> That's You know what? You just read my she, mind, actually. So How many I lines wanna, did she I, have? Total? She did not have any good lines. In fact, I'm going to tell you what the good lines were in this movie. Hit if it. We throw <laughs> it to my favorite segment. Faves. Flaves. Wait, what? <laughs> Flaves. Faves. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we're having trouble today. Flavors, faves, get it right, P-Bear, dyslexic. It's pretty funny, though. That sounds like faves, faves. Um, 
today, I will be honest, there was not a lot of one-liners being said in this movie. It was um, one of the more serious... Yeah, there was nothing quippy about this movie, ever. Yeah, there there was, like, I'll be honest, there was, like, maybe one line after Seagal murders um, Bruno in the NGSP. Uh, he says something in Russian, and unfortunately, the thing that we were watching, the stream that we were watching, is dubbed in Italian, so he might have had something quippy at the end there, but it was written in Italian. Was it GSP so French? Was GSP playing Russian in this? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. He was but just he talking like George St. Pierre. Yeah, he was Was George doing a Russian accent in this? He might have tried. I didn't <laughs> even notice. It was just very international European. He was great. I fucking love George St. Pierre. My favorite UFC. But our star, our star, Skinny Bruce, really isn't a... He's a very yeah, serious he's Statham a very serious kind guy. of Everybody was star. pretty serious in this movie. But there was a couple... There was... What was great was we will eventually, after I give you my couple liners here, um, we'll play a clip of... Of Seagal's one of his <laughs> best monologues, I'd say. He Very got, good monologue. It, was, it, like, it, it got us. We if paid you attention. Like, <laughs> if you like the F word, improvisation, yeah. <laughs> and cliches, yeah. you will love this monologue. It was, it was great. <laughs> I fucking love all those things. Um, so most, <laughs> most of mine wa- were from the bellboy and by most <laughs> i mean one <laughs> this <laughs> guy has like five minutes of screen time and yeah. he's the star <laughs> yeah, of this yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the best he was always yelling at people so like every time we see him like jensen is taking weed out of his hand he's just like hey and like so each time he's describing what it was and, and the best time he was like hey that's my kush man you can't do that that's purple motherfucker and then jensen's like that's not how you're supposed to pray and he's like, well, Laura's been listening to me lately, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> That's how I would I would react to if somebody took my joint. Um, and then there's one uh, from Seagal itself, of course. He has to have uh, one short liner. But he barges into this room. It's the Romanian... DEA. The Romanian... Romanian uh, police DEA. I don't know. Yeah, something special like that. forces or something. They're like... So many elite squads. Yeah, yeah they're watching over <laughs> so the situation, squads. but they're losing control of the situation, I guess. Hashtag and Steven just goals. barges in, and this Russian dude or, or Romanian officer or whatever is just like, hey, who? what's going on? Who, who are you? What's going on here? And Steven's like, I'm the guy you should have called when your shit went sideways. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good way to come in. He doesn't have a lot of liners, but he stands and delivers that's like that when one. He was it's in, really yeah. good. <laughs> it reminded me of when he was into the sun when he just comes in and starts like taking, like looking at the CC footage. He's like, I want those cameras over there, that camera over there. And everyone's like, all right, well, I guess so. Yeah, I guess we're listening um, to this guy. But perhaps the best is this like one minute little liner. I'm just going to let Steven do it himself here. Can't when they call me in, it ain't a fucking joke. It ain't about who stole some fucking boots and cigarettes from the barracks. When they call me in, it's your fucking neck. When they call me in, you're gonna live or you're gonna fucking die. This is the fucking come to Jesus moment. And I was not born on a fucking turnip truck, man. And I was not born at night. I was born in a bright fucking sunny day, man, and I've been doing this for a long time. Do not think I'm fucking new. Do not think you can play me. Let's get to the fucking nitty gritty here. What the fuck happened? 
<laughs> ten, Dude, ten yeah, F-bombs. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. There's an F word in every sentence of that. I <laughs> love that. I was not born on a so fucking awesome. turnip truck. What? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? What does that mean? I was not born at night. I was born in the bright fucking sun. <laughs> well, literally, what does... Dude, I, I was Amazing. a little bit... It was scary, though. If I was sitting in front of somebody and they said that to me, I'd be like, all right, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you just said, but shit. I wasn't born on a turnip truck. Who was born on turnip trucks? Is that a famous reference of somebody else? Like, uh, Jesus wasn't born on a turnip truck. He was born on <laughs> a manger. I don't, didn't have like, Jesus like was that. definitely not born on a turnip truck. I was, I was like, where is he going with this? This isn't a reference to anything. I feel like that's an old-fashioned expression. Is that, that a Russian thing? I think may, maybe it could be like Do they a, sell a lot of turnips in Russia. So babies know, are Seg- born Seagal's in the back of a Minnesota Russian or something like that. Oh, he's got a little bit of Russian, right? He's Italian. I'm a little bit Russian. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other faves, Flav? Uh, no, dude. There was honestly there was two liners that I had, and then that monologue from me. Um, I'm trying to think. I ha- I really enjoyed when you were talking about the other female DEA agent. Uh, uh, Luca, you, the one that you really like, you said oh, she's Luca. too hot to work for the DEA. DEA definitely a traitor. <laughs> she had zero lines, she's uh, literally none, until she, she died. Shot in the chest. <laughs> no, she even when she so died, hot. she didn't say anything. Yeah. She was so hot, dude. I wanted to marry that chick and then divorce her later for somebody better. I liked when um, <laughs> <laughs> she had the least amount of screen time of anyone in the film. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I liked when the Detective Munch iced tea guy burst into the Romanian <laughs> questionable yeah. elite service, whatever it was, and said, and they were like, hey, they're like, hey, are you a mole? And he's like, save it for the Hague. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, we got bigger fish to fry. Yes, I am a traitor on international. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On an international level. <laughs> save it for the Hague. I really liked So Seagal has a little monologue at the beginning of this movie, too, yeah. that he whispers... <laughs> Totally it's, inaudible, yeah, and it ends with the, the, fr- the question, did you understand that? <laughs> and <laughs> and we, he's asking the character in the movie, but we literally didn't we, understand that. We all, said, we we all no actually idea. said no out loud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're we, like, nope. No, Stephen. <laughs> we also had a shout-out loud moment when we saw Bin Dang on the credits. We, were all, <laughs> we all got yeah. like... Bin Dang! Bin Dang. <laughs> Bin Dang. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Really not, really not a very quippy one. Uh, I did like when, uh, when Salazar sa- said, I always promised myself I would find death. It would not find me. That's a very Russian thing to say. I can see that mentality. I can see Putin being like that. Putin? Yeah, I can see Putin having mm. that same kind of mentality. Putin. Yeah, that explains what. You know what? This this Putin. movie may Putin. not have Putin. a lot of liners, but you know Putin. what it did have? A lot of mm, mm, mm. snaps. Snaps. Uh. What? Skip these two. Snapping. We're snapping. We're snapping. Snapping. It's Kippies with Mrs. Smitty. Snaps and Kippies. Season two. Ah, snapping. Snapping. There's a bad title for this movie. Snapping. never dies. Salazar never dies. All right, take us away, Smitty. All right, guys. Land of snaps. You know what? We had a great day. Yeah. For snaps and skippies. What are we Mr. talking Smitty. about? What are we talking about? Snaps and skippies. So, in this segment, we like to count the bone breaks <laughs> and also the skippies that appear, otherwise known as helicopters, to all you common folk. And why do we call them skippies, Flav? We have to go back to a previous episode for those of us who are not 
Mm. For those of us who are not familiar, a Tom Segura. Uh, there's why, a, there's a reference hidden. Skinny? There's a reference hidden in one of our episodes. <laughs> many times, actually. Yes, <laughs> many <laughs> times. Listen to yeah, any yeah, other yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we'll explain <laughs> this to you. But I like that flame. There's yeah. a little mystery. <laughs> okay. Well, what, so what's our over under at right now? Four and a half. Still, I believe so. We're yeah, at four okay. and a half. That's a good number. All right. Well, today. I threw some money down on this one too. Okay. Are right, you well. gambling addicts? Here we go. All right. We had one Skippy that shows up right in the beginning at boot camp. Okay. Wait a second. There's another one that shows oh, up. Oh, shit. We get two right in the first, oh, about, what, 15 oh, minutes of the movie? Yeah. Yes. We, we were freaking out, actually. We did, it was actually. great. <laughs> one was blue and one was gray, too, yeah, right? It was, oh, yeah, they were, they were, nice. it was definitely two definitely different separate Skippies. Copters. All right, and then we had, um, we had one snap in the uh, garage when, uh, basically, when the uh, hotel first gets uh, starts getting assaulted, there's, mm-hmm. the, uh, there's two uh, bikers with people on the back with guns. And, uh, <laughs> we were saying they, they were they were the police of deliver, police uh, pizza delivery <laughs> pizza guys. delivery guys the pizza <laughs> delivery guys oh, pizza delivery it's a guys police that. force that delivers pizza to you <laughs> hold on guys wait hold on. <laughs> they're like there's a disturbance in building three a wait third floor also ordered a Domino's <laughs> we got this <laughs> <laughs> wait they're bringing you Domino's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah they deliver deliver the local <laughs> police force supports Pizza so Hut go, Little John's whatever so they go out to a store and pick it up and <laughs> <laughs> deliver it for you they don't deliver no the pizza own. store is probably in like the back of the department <laughs> so when they have a call they like do this they have it hot and ready oh, to they go have po- they, they have po- like uh, corporate partnerships with yeah like, yeah, yeah exactly, like, exactly. exactly. Like, gonna happen. Yeah. this is coming like next year <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the police and delivery guys show up with <laughs> Uzis uh, on motorcycles. I believe Jensen takes care of one with a nice arm snap. Ooh, so what happens when you don't tip well? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our guy Sconey actually gets um, taken care of by GSP pretty Yes, Cody pretty yeah, strong. Yeah, he, gets he, he was up. the original gets, leader of the U.S. Marshals. He looks like Jogo Levy. Yeah, but Joseph Gordon Levy. Salazar kicks his ass, and then GSP kills him. He's yeah. like, he's very. I, I like Sconey too, but that's why he never made my MVP. He was too he was idealistic and stupid. He yeah, didn't he see was. Salazar coming when he just like turned his back to him. Like, right. He was way too bitchy to be a major. But mm-hmm. he had two arm snaps and uh, one dis- <laughs> devastating <laughs> knee break from George St. Pierre. Very basically Jack just Reacher-ish. kicks it in like sideways. It was brutal. Totally Jack Reacher. GSP, GSP breaks three of this man's limbs and yes, then yeah. suffocates and then, him yeah, yeah, with yeah. his legs. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh Some really God. advanced stuff in all those in all those. Moments. So um, so we so how many total is that? tally six? Oh. Wow, yeah, we hitting the over, hitting the that over, guys. It's always great. <laughs> oh man, everybody who's betting Time the for over beers, is finally boys. like <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> yeah, for one week, you've won. Let's but, see what happens. Still but more to you come. know, uh, you know, just talking about you know GSP and whatever. I think Raj has some. Some good stuff to mm. lay down for some uh, oh, some some here. So. Oh shit! Here we go. We're going to talk about some of the techniques used in killing Salazar in 2016. It's pretty good. A lot of stuntmen, GSP. Yeah. Some good fighters. Really good fighters. I, Jogo Levy has a black belt. Oh, yeah? Talking with a brown man. As you said um, said our man uh, Sconey, right? Yeah, Sconey's yeah, got a black belt. Yeah. Did, did it say what in what? Or uh, I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. Listeners, no. tweet at us. Hit us up on Facebook. GSP man, just consummate professional, just total gentleman and fucking amazing fighter, obviously. Um, it was cool to see him do 
a little bit of um, his traditional movements that you'd see in the cage a lot um, from a karate background. Actually, GSP comes from a karate background mm -hmm. um, and he still teaches karate and, and does like kids classes and stuff like that. Really, really nice guy. But you saw a little bit of that. He was doing like a Superman punch where he was like jumping up and hitting the guys in the face. Yep. Um, a couple of times he was doing his patented kicks. He's he's been known for that. So he had a lot of like uh, turning sidekicks. He had a lot of hopping roundhouse kicks, stuff like straight out of just very, very karate issues. It was awesome for people who follow him and know that. Um, but what was cool is to see him incorporate a lot of stuff uh, that you'd see in the cage and also some jujitsu movements into that fight, especially that fight with the three snaps. Um, it was three separate techniques, which is really cool. You saw, uh, for those of you jujitsu guys, there was a Kimura was the first snap, and then he just straight up shattered that guy's knee. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was yeah. just yeah. a sidekick side straight side to the knee. <laughs> um, and then a traditional um, Jujigatami or arm bar. So it was really cool to see that kind of mix of uh, kind of traditional and then aggressive like street jujitsu, which is pretty sweet. Um, but what I also really liked in this uh, was for as little time as he had, Steven Seagal had some really cool advanced... Um, Oh, you, you, it's a blend. It's Aikido and Jiu-Jitsu. To be honest, I mean, Aikido came from Jiu-Jitsu, so it's the same shit. When he fell um, off that balcony? <laughs> he, yeah, when he threw himself and GSP <laughs> off the balcony and landed and was unharmed, that was all Aikido. <laughs> he used the momentum of the <laughs> linoleum floor off his body. <laughs> uh, no, You think of the interrogation team room, right? Yes. Interrogation room Where scene. So they're in he's interrogating this guy, Jensen, but right. he brings in one of the other crew members that like thought Rem that maybe Jensen... Yeah, Ramirez, that thought maybe Jensen was the mole or something. Right. And he gets a little bit out of control, and very quickly, Steven establishes control. Yes. Flips the dude onto his back, holds him, and then picks him up. But then when he picks him up, the guy gets a little bit, again, like he's like struggling a little bit. So what he does is he crosses his hands up in a, in a very nice like standing double arm bar. And uh, I was just telling these guys that on my list now, going from first degree to second degree black belt, that was literally on my December like things to study. So you're learning that learn. stuff? I'm learning that whole right now. Um, didn't learn it standing up. Like we take it from standing to the ground mm -hmm. at my level, but it was really cool to see it applied as like a restraint technique, basically. Um, you could see somebody doing that very easily as like a bouncer technique or something, walking somebody out. Um, and it was just cool to see that in, in from an expert like that because I've been doing it very slowly and learning it. So that was fucking sweet. Um, but yeah, I'd say overall very, very good techniques. Not too aggressive, not too like overly. Some movies like... I don't know, some movies with the Aikido, like, it gets a little bit, like, I feel like people kind of, like, disassociate themselves from it because it becomes too much, like, you're just throwing people into it's stuff. It's too passive, kind of. Yeah, reactionary. Like you're, yeah, reactionary. You're just kind of tossing people into stuff, and you're like, well, is that really, like, doing anything? You're just throwing them into, like, this and throwing them into glass and stuff like that. But this was really cool to see some combative um, actual jujitsu being used in a real fight, and then, of course, like, the, the restraints, too. So that was really cool. Even the even after the three snaps, GSP did the, the stranglehold, yeah. which was a reverse triangle for those of you guys who are interested. It was a reverse triangle. Um would you could use that to literally? Yeah, I mean, you could use that to just put somebody to sleep, but you could definitely snap somebody. I thought he was gonna go with the next snap. To I, thought, I thought I really thought it coming. was gonna be a fourth one, but he just he put the guy. Th to that sleep. was the like the most restrained foley work I've ever seen in the cigar movie was not uh, to put the next snap sound in there. Yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking. Like, I thought we were gonna I, hit seven on that one. Yeah. Usually, there's like lots of errant snap foley sound effects in in all of Seagal's yep. fights. I feel like. Yes. And we have to like literally debate what we what yeah. we would count. We're always as like, an see if they break. use that arm again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, we take this shit seriously. But man. that was another thing that was really nice about this is that, like, the the guy when he stood up from the GSP's Kimura before he got kneed and armbarred afterwards, 
he was holding his shoulder because he tore his. It was actually right. a shoulder break that happened there. He right. was ta- he was holding mm-hmm. his arm down. He didn't use it again. So I was like, I appreciate that they're taking that into account. Well choreographed fight scenes, um, and they didn't hide behind f- quick edits too much on the fight scenes. It, it actually looked like some it's, good it's work. tough sometimes with the with the stuff Stephen does, and even with like the stuff that we do in our traditional Japanese jiu jitsu school. The wrist snaps and stuff like that. It's hard because if you snap somebody's wrist right away, then it's like, how are the how is the fight sequence supposed to continue? Because then you can't really form a fist and make it real. Like you can't really punch with that hand anymore. So then, the rest of the fight becomes a little bit more boring, right? So you have to kind of play it up so they attack again, and he kind of like throws you around and you attack again. And mm-hmm. but if you were just a snappy right away, then it's kind of like, well, all right, anticlimactic. Yeah, or like he just break somebody's clavicle, right? Like and it's like, all right, well, that entire side of your body is useless now. Like okay. yeah, I was surprised in that scene. I was like, oh, this guy's going down entirely piece by piece. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. To, yeah, it, it that really was set GSP cool. up as a good villain because he kind of does take over the movie as the main villain going to the end. As yeah, kind of the guy putting this whole and he had place under siege. Chops to do it, man. He looked good doing it. He, he looked pretty. He looked pretty good doing. You know, uh, getting back to the Aikido, not to talk Neeks too much, but I thought yeah. you said something really interesting today, Flav, which was we were just all marveling at the size of Steven Seagal. Oh my God. He towers over <laughs> everybody in all dude. these scenes. Yes. Um, and we're actually just looking at a picture of Keone, GSP, and Steven hugging, uh, in, <laughs> I think in the hotel set of this, of this or the lobby set of this, this film. Luxurious hotel. And Steven is just, he, he's a massive bear yeah. of a man. You Shout out put to bears. GSP and Keone side by side and they would be as wide as Steven. He's fucking huge. You could put them both in his three cow length yeah. leather jacket and have And it's not that he's like five. overly <laughs> fat and short. He's, he's so tall that he has to he's, be he's that very wide. Tall. He's very tall. He's well, fucking huge. Um, but you said, of course this guy's great at Aikido. It makes total sense for him. He's really the only one who can do it because he just manhandles people out of the, out of the way. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I as great as Aikido is, and I think there's it has its points and it has its strengths and weaknesses, just like every other martial art. I wouldn't say jiu-jitsu is perfect either. Um, but, yeah, to make Aikido really work in the street confidently you need somebody big. like i i would just see him being the guy to do it because he's big he's strong he's got that ability to just tower over people and kind of flip them and throw them and use their more somebody smaller is going to have a much harder time with that so yeah i can see why he's really good at that you know but i, I mean? thought about like a lot about what was successful about this movie and why we like this movie even yeah. though the plot was freaking crazy is that Steven Aikido, as you kind of say, isn't maybe as entertaining as a more aggressive style of fighting. Mm-hmm. So they have Steven doing his thing and doing some moves and just being a lumbering bear of a man who carries a lot of authority and has can say some snappy things. Yeah. But then he, they, he also has two very convincing acting fighters yeah. uh, with him as well who are yeah. doing uh, handling a lot of the fight scenes. Yeah, right? I'd, I'd agree with that. I think that's a good way for him to go from now on in these movies. Yeah, like Keone, Steven, like this like, is good stuff, Like why not promote man. these like small, you know, like these younger dudes and like help them out, like give them a role here and there and then like you still get to carry the big credit and like it's still Steven Seagal's movie. But, yeah, like, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought this was a fine movie to watch. Like, yeah, and, and maybe one extra plot line with, like I said, you take one of those things out and it becomes much easier to follow. It kind of makes a lot more sense. But <laughs> overall, like, it wasn't just, like, a good man or something where you're just like, what is the general point of any of this? Right. Like, why am I watching Well, good man it? didn't have the second guy. Which was the other Keone? Was it Force of Execution that had the guy who gets his hands broken at the beginning? Uh, remember that dude maybe. who was a good, yeah, really no, good fighter? Yeah, no, I do remember. Yeah, 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 I do remember that one. It might have been Force of Execution. But I just, I, I liked, I thought this movie had a lot better acting. I thought this movie had a lot better direction. I, I, I enjoy this movie. I, I think, if I were to give it a fair, like, I'm, like IMDB rating, not my, like, prejudice thing, I think, like, a five. 
five point five <laughs> no, on IMDb. No. I don't. I don't see C plus. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah, you guys. C. You're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Keep I doing it. No, I mean me personally, I'd give it a seven or an eight on my list of cigar movies. Definitely a higher. But you're saying up. if you were someone else that you would give. If it a I different was like rating. one of these IMDb assholes that are giving everything a fucking low rating, like I recently saw the Pierce Brosnan movie It. It was great. Has like an eighteen percent or twelve percent on like Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, I. It was a great movie. I watched it with my dad and mom. It was a fucking fine time. I I enjoyed it. It was thrilling. I was up for the like hour and a half tier or whatever it was. I thought it was a fucking great movie. I was like, why are these people so pissed off at this movie? Come on the podcast, Pierce. We love you, man. So similarly, like if I was one of these dicks that's giving everything just low ratings because it's like, oh, this movie isn't like changing barriers like Birdman. Like, what the fuck was Birdman about? Oh god, you know what I mean? Like, why is that? movie breaking it's all really sorts of <laughs> records and it's like this guy's running around half naked in this movie like what okay like we need to have a segment where Flav talks movies we need to come up with yeah. a segment we'll <laughs> maybe do that for next week so anyway if I was one of those I would give this of it should get a 5.5 rather than a 3.8 what would you give you just watched the John Travolta 1996 classic phenomenon where he gains <laughs> mental powers because of his brain tumor <laughs> um, <laughs> powerful stuff what, what would you give that one Oof. my personal rating for that <laughs> yes uh, not if you were someone else yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I can't push it above a seven and a half because of what fucking happens at the end. Like, you kill him? Dude, <laughs> I, I love uh, that Flay's problem is like a plot, a major plot device. No, I really thought <laughs> like the, the entire point of time, the movie. Yeah. Man, I really thought the entire time he was going to get to go back to Berkeley and give his like thing and they're going to like help him out with his experiments and he was going to be awesome. And then they killed him. I feel like that was a big thing in the mid mid late nineties was like that kind of like sad ending to a popular movie. With bullshit. Iron Giant. Bullshit. Like much like Iron Giant. <laughs> I texted like it out or something. Just so our listeners know, I texted out that I was watching Phenomenon like late. It was a little late at night, like one one o'clock or so. But I feel like people were up, and nobody warned me that it was about to become really <laughs> sad. I went to sleep so sad that night. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, if you ever hear that Flav is watching a sad movie, please tweet at him. Please hit him up <laughs> on Facebook and seriously give away the plot ending. Because I'm not one of those people that <laughs> care. I just don't want to be end sad. Of the movie. I don't want to be sad. If I'm like watching You've spoilers. Got Mail, don't give me the spoilers because it's happy at the end. But if is I'm it? watching You've Got Mail, is very happy. Yeah, they get together. It's no, like, I, do no, they get I, the I'm mail finally? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's because they're always the AOL chatting thing. online. They're always emailing each other. Because he's like he's putting her out of business, but he also like likes her. So he's like, shit, I can't hit her on her if I'm putting her out of business, but I can if I'm emailing her. So it's like you've got mail. Speaking of spoiling the endings to movies, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the ending of this movie. I mean, there's a classic kind of rundown of the thr- the through lines are Seagal interrogating uh, skinny Bruce Willis, uh, true detective style. We're not sure if he's the mole. We're not sure what Seagal thinks. Seagal is somehow involved in the plot that he's learning about. <laughs> Which, <laughs> which was kind Who's of enjoyable. Who's that British guy that looks like this? You know, there's a famous Statham. actor. Was he in Lord of the Rings? No, not Statham. Younger than Statham. Uh, Orlando Bloom? Yeah, he looks. He does not <laughs> no, look like no. He, he looks like thin Bruce Willis. No, there's a guy who Sean wears Bean? his head sha- shaved like that. That's young. Jason I'll Statham. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> so it's just a bunch of, like, <laughs> it's interrogation room. It's squads facing off. In uh, the World Trade Center in Romania, elite tacti- tactical squads. We're learning more about what Salazar, what Salazar's plot is, what uh, Ice T Munch's plot yeah. is. It's you know I twist after him. twist after turn, fight scene, some good shootouts, um, and then kind of what what is the en- what would you say is the ending of the movie, Smitty? Oh God! So so it's a lot made of face offs. 
There's a lot of face-offs. They've made it down to the parking garage. Right, Salazar is trying to escape. Salazar knows like the ins and outs of the hotel, so he's like leading them around in like through these secret areas and stuff like that. And they get to this one area, and it's him. It's Chavez. They finally get Chavez back, and Jensen. Right, just those three. Yes, I think. Yeah, kind of our. This is our family of the movie that we think. And this is after um, uh, Munch Ice Tea gets stabbed <laughs> in the neck with a hammer. Who does that? Jensen does. I believe yeah. Jensen right. does Jensen that to kills him. him. So yeah. that's yeah. why Hammers that's why the interrogation like scene suddenly starts to make a lot more sense because yeah. he he murdered the de the crooked DEA agent. Yeah, Jensen right. beats the shit out of that guy yeah. with a hammer. Yes, it's with a hammer. kill switch style. Great. Yes. It's so basically, they're there, and then Salazar turns around, and they he starts talking about like the whole situation and what's happening, and he's like, "You still don't understand, do you?" <laughs> As an audience, we're like, <laughs> "Right." Yes. And Smitty's yes, like, "No, don't. I think I get it." <laughs> but and then he goes to on to pr- proceed to explain the whole situation um, to Jensen, and then he's like, "One thing you did not know is the last name." Uh, oh no, that's. That's the call says that to her. Ah, oh, I'm getting all confused here. Yeah, no, really, it, it is very confusing. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Seagal and GSP have that final fight. How does Seagal show up on the scene? He's with his crew. Seagal brings his crew in. Why they're didn't shooting, he fucking remember? show up the scene when shit went, their shit went sideways earlier? Because um, he's kind of, he shows up in Romania for a minute, supposed? and then he's out of the movie except for the interrogations is for a while. Supposed and then he shows up that, again. Though? Like it's not like he was only brought in because they fucked that thing up. Do you think he's above the law and going rogue? No, I mean like, like originally he just just not his case. Like they wouldn't call him in to do it, but like after like everything happened, I could I have used know. a scene where they explain what is Seagal's character's name in this movie. I've been, John said, John Harrison. John Harrison. Yeah. Where they they do like a John Harrison. I fought with him back in yeah, Desert Storm. Yeah, right. He's right. the best I've ever seen. They kind of did one of those things where Jen, Jensen was like, "You knew my father, right?" Oh, but yes. But like they cut. They only like hinted at some sort of like a past of him being like in the army or something like that, or being involved with, you know, special op- yeah. ops. Yeah. Jogo Levy also talks to Jensen about having served under his father in Iraq. Right. He says, I didn't like him much, but he was a great leader, or something, but he died for every one of us, something like that. Yeah. So Jensen had this pain of his, his lost father. That his was a very, dad. very unexplored uh, <laughs> yeah. plot point. Yeah. But yeah, so GSP and Seagal face off. Yep. And then, right. Skull stabs right. him in the neck with a <laughs> huge knife. That was pretty. pretty awesome. That was a sweet scene where GSP is kind of smiling and, and bleeding out the mouth. Right? What, was yeah. he smiling? Yeah, he kind of yeah, he kind of like, like, like a like smirk thing at the end. Yeah, it was good. I liked it, dude. I think his uh, he should get more. I kept being like, give these guys movies. <laughs> exactly. Give more movies. Yeah, I'd take yeah. GSP again. Um, and then Salazar, right? As you were saying, and who we think is on a team with Jensen, flips on him. And basically, that's when the van door opens, and right. we see um, Emilian, and he has the gun. Smoking he's like, "That's where, yeah, smoking a joint." And that's where he's like, Dude, "All right, man. I work for my boss." And then he takes Chavez right. with th- him, right. but he doesn't say anything about him being his sister. No, we find that out oh, in the interrogation right. room when Segal tells Jensen, "He's like, you didn't know her last name was really Salazar, did you?" She's Why like did he Salazar's little sister. Because he yeah, was interrogating like, Jensen to find out if he actually knew that or not, that Chavez was the mole. 
because he liked her. So he was trying to find out if he helped her like get away or if he was okay. really that dumb that he didn't put it together and he was really that dumb. Flav, Keone, it checks out. Flav tying things together. I like it. But they kind of they're setting up a sequel with this one, right? I hope so. Seems it seems like they're hey, if above they're leaving it open a sequel because it's kind of a weird beat at the ending. That Seagal just explains <laughs> the, the final twist to the movie. Yeah. And then um, Jensen just looks, stares coldly, dr- sips a cup of coffee, and feel like it drives off alone on his motorcycle. But he, he has the key. Way. Jensen has the key, though. Would you, Jensen would you, does have the key, doesn't he? That's yeah. why it seems like they're setting something up. And I think it could up. go a different way. Would you do it somehow differently? Well, let's maybe talk about that. Let's send it to our absolute favorite feature, the island of alternate endings. Two, two. Of alternate endings, brother. Uh, welcome, welcome again. Welcome to the <laughs> island of alternate endings. Uh, Screwface, it's good to see you, man. Oh, it's Screwface, how are you? I'm doing, uh, you know, things are pretty good. The uh, holidays are tough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're not gambling with that. Keith David anymore, man. No, that I stopped doing that ever uh, since my, br- my twin brother got his head chopped off. <laughs> yeah, that was not good, dude. Um, it's glad to, I'm. I'm glad to be back here today. To be quite honest, I I've got an ending, which usually I'm. Sometimes I don't have good endings because I'm just like, how else will this fucking movie go? Um, but I I do have a really good one for this one, just because I kept imagining everybody doing different stuff than they were in this movie, hoping mm-hmm. that they would do a different thing. First of all, I'd have Chavez die way way <laughs> earlier. <Yeah. laughs> of course, I'd have her die, and I'd keep that hot chick Luca alive. But I want I want the movie. It plays out kind of like it does, except for Chavez dies and the hot chick stays alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it cuts off to where we were, and it's like, oh, you know, like, did you know her last name was Salazar? Blah blah. And then cut screen, like credits play, and then like the post credits, you know, like they do in the Avengers and all the Marvel movies. We come back and we're on an island, <laughs> on a really nice island. Like imagine like a sandals resort. <laughs> the nicest place I can imagine. Yeah, yeah like yeah. people just like chilling out, like having a great time. A bunch of white people everywhere. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and we see Salazar. <laughs> white people like us. Yes. Raj Majumder. Yep. <laughs> we see, check my ticket from the New York State. <laughs> He'll tell you I'm white. <laughs> we see Salazar. Walking around and he's like shaking guest hands and stuff, and we see him running a legitimate hotel business. Like he says, he wanted to be a husband, mm-hmm. but he couldn't because they blew up his wife. But now he's running that hotel legitimately. He was always like lamenting during the movie that he couldn't hang out in his own hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's running this hotel. Uh, we see Sconey, <laughs> fully trained by Seagal now, on point with security. Scone, wait, Sconey's alive now? Sco- <laughs> oh yeah, because this movie. The good people stay alive. Okay. And the shitty people like Shabbat. So li- <laughs> so his sc- limbs all heal and his, yeah. his neck unstrangled. Sconey is fine. Sconey is fine. He's running point on security now. <laughs> is he also selling scones? Sconey scones. <laughs> that would be a good. That would, I could see that. I could see that. Um, and on the roof. <laughs> and on the roof. As we pan up, we see. A million smoking a joint, but as he turns around, we now see he's a manager of said hotel. Beautiful. No longer the busboy. Oh, that's a good... <laughs> and then as we pan through and see everyone's kind of thing, the, like, the light kind of goes down and it becomes like dusk time and everyone's going out to the beach. And who else is singing by the fire <laughs> with his band but Steven Seagal <laughs> playing for the hotel band? And it's fucking him and it's uh, yeah, Salazar on like bongos and they're all just fucking running this joint together and it's like one of the happiest places people go to like tour their all the time resort is the girl out. that you like the backup singer for Seagal 
No, she's still banging Jensen. <laughs> Are the, aren't they in the band, though? Jensen's on keys, and she's <laughs> playing tambourine and singing back up. I suppose she could be playing perk. <laughs> and then <laughs> you take a sax solo? <laughs> Dude, if I, was out, if I was out there, I could definitely take a sax solo. And then Seagal comes up and snaps your neck because you're a double agent of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> this is an entire That's movie. This it. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be called Living Salazar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Salazar Lives. Also, yeah, Salazar lives. Killing Salazar too. Salazar lives. <laughs> but then, <Pretty> good. <laughs> but then at the end of Salazar two, we see, we pan out uh, and across the way we see Bruno Sinclair. Oh, oh shit! Still, still alive. Somehow he survived the neck stabbing. <laughs> he, the neck. <laughs> he has like a metal thing on his neck now. <laughs> he's yeah. a metal and he's like plotting revenge. <laughs> But no, I just want everybody to be happy uh, and running a hotel together. Can Salazar suddenly have uh, two children who are five and seven? That's fine. And they get off an elevator at some point and run up to him and say, Poppy, Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> While uh, Emilian is trying to smoke a J near, <laughs> right near them. I'd like, to, <laughs> I'd like to see him like try to light his J in the bonfire around Sigal's like, band. Like, like he's supposed to take like a harmonica solo, but like he's like trying to light his like joint first and it's like sticking out the side of his mouth while he plays harmonica. <laughs> Can it be a scene like... Um, on deadly ground, uh, fire down below. Fire down below. He's too <laughs> he's too stoned to take the solo. Yeah. So Zugal takes the harmonica yeah. from him and starts ripping it up. And John Popper like overdoes it. Yeah, dude, that would be fucking sick. Oh, oh man, that's awesome. my alternate ending. That's a good one. Really yeah, I love yeah, that. I good really job, Flav. What do you got, Smitty? What's your alternate ending? Okay, so classic Smitty style movie plays. Everybody dies. <laughs> no, well, every no. Listen, listen. Or gets hold, maimed. hold on, hold on. So Who every gets acid poured on them. <laughs> yeah. So it happens. Loses everything happens the way it love. does basically <laughs> up until where they're down in the garage towards the end of the movie, right? Um, okay. Yeah. So it's Salazar, Chavez, Jensen, mm-hmm. and the van pulls Mike's van pulls up. Oh, okay, after that. Emilian opens the door. Smoking a joint? little spiel. Yes, of course. Is he smoking a bigger joint in in your version? (laughs) Yes, it's it's actually a blunt. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. And then, um, so then, you know, and then uh, Salazar takes Chavez and she's like, oh, I'll be fine. And then um, Jensen's like really confused. Salazar explains explains to him everything that's happened. And then all of a sudden, Emilian shoots both Salazar and Chavez. <laughs> the says, final twist. I'm running this joint. <laughs> okay, okay, this joint. yes. <laughs> okay, listen. His catch is new catch Seagal catches up to the, to like, you know, it follows their trail, <laughs> arrives down in, in the basement with them. So it's Seagal, Jensen, um, and Emilian, and whoever's driving the car, I guess. <laughs> and they all, you know, they talk a little bit, and then all of a sudden... There's uh, a scene. Emil- there. Yeah, there's a scene. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's happened? Jensen's very confused. And then Emilian goes, good to see you, brother. Seagal shoots Jensen in the back. <gasps> kills him. Seagal and Emilian are long-lost brothers. Oh, wow. I like that. <laughs> okay. okay. They dispose of the driver, whoever that is, and then they ride off into the sunset together in that van. <laughs> uh, killing Salazar too. Emilian up in smoke. Yes. <laughs> I would also like to see a twin-style movie <laughs> with Emilian and Steven Seagal. Yeah, how has Steven not done a twin movie yet? That's crazy. Yeah, how has Steven not been in a twi- one of those classic twin-style movies? Yeah, like multiplicity, one. like fucking Seagal. Parent trap with Seagal being the parent twin. <laughs> twin parents with one kid. That would be weird. Oh, my God. 
Uh, okay, here's, here's How's, yeah, what. Do you have an alternate? Oh my Eddie goodness! I'm, I'm okay, gonna, I'm gonna talk about. It. So, it, minus an alternate <laughs> movie altogether, but it's still Seagal and George, uh, George St. Pierre. Okay. okay, and it starts with basically the end of this movie. Okay. So we see Seagal break into some kind of headquarters, embassy-looking kind of building. Okay. Um, it's just, but it's just him this time, and he meets up with a character played by George St. Pierre. It's John Podesta, <laughs> oh, of the former uh, Democratic <laughs> Committee Hillary Clinton guy. He's eating a slice of pizza oh, wow. that he got oh, from the police. Oh, pizza! He, yeah, he got no. it from the pizza. He ordered it from Domino's. Oh, so no. they fight. Seagal kills John Podesta. <laughs> runs upstairs, grabs all the emails from <laughs> Hillary Clinton's <laughs> private server, and sends them to his his actual friend in real life, Vladimir Putin of Russia, oh, who then sends them. <laughs> my God. <laughs> to WikiLeaks. <laughs> Oh man, who leaks them? And it's is the Snowden story of the DNC hack. Is Snowden <laughs> somehow involved in this? Snowden is, is absolutely involved in this. Assange. I hope so. And now us. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's a, very topical. I enjoy it. Well, also the movie continues because we figured this out, and we have a super popular podcast. And this is how we wind up meeting Steven Seagal. It's when he comes to kill us on behalf of uh, Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. For, for Do I have to face off with Sensei Seagal? I think you might I have think to. Will. Sensei Majumder and Sensei Seagal. And, and Smitty will have to fight GSP, who's also on this oh, team. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> who's come we have the same life. initials rearranged. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who, what would you do? Um, I would probably watch and, and cheer you on. Okay. Or maybe I'd be like f- typing furiously on some c- type of computer and like <laughs> opening doors and gates and using the Holy lasers shit. in our house. I just got that. You do have the same initials. <laughs> Okay, so this is okay, Killing yeah, Salazar yeah. 2016. This movie came out last year. We liked it. <laughs> Do you guys have any really uh, any much more about this movie? Not particular. Not no. particular. I think we covered we I think we covered all the bases. I think we covered all the bases <laughs> on this one. <laughs> I hope it was so. if it, if we seem disjointed it's because <laughs> this movie is very disjointed. <laughs> but I, I loved it. Yeah, I think people should actually check this one yeah. out. If yeah. you like a, a good Seagal movie, th- this is one to see. Especially if you're into the Waxman Dang combination. Definitely yes, who isn't? <laughs> um, certainly our sponsors are Coke, Pepsi, Wendy's, Nantucket Qdoba. Nectars. Polar Seltzers. Steven Seagal Coloforms. Qdoba. Telefunken Microphones. Scent of Action Cologne. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Diet oh, Pepsi. <laughs> and Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Yes. Um, hit us up uh, on Facebook, Seriously Seagal. Hit us up on Twitter, at Seriously Seagal. Uh, what are we going to watch it. next week, Flip? We're actually going to continue with our 2016 theme, because he's okay. made so many movies okay. in 2016, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like... Yeah. We should do it, um, but we are going to watch the Asian Connection. Ooh, nice. I'm very, oh boy, we're gonna get some flavors of the world on that one. I oh feel like. my God, yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait. All right, oh so this geez. has been uh, Killing Salazar, and this has been P Bear Flavor and Mr. Smitty, and this is Seriously Seagal. Everybody down! It's a robbery! You, you, you! This is like a crazy amount of money. You came down! A bank with your money was robbed. They get away with about 200,000 US dollars. You said it would be safe, you know? I took your advice. So, if I were you, I would get my money back. How'd you find me? It's all marked. This is how it's gonna work. I'm gonna give you the names of the banks that you are gonna rob. For my service, I get 50% of everything. They took all the money. 
What you want? I want to buy some heat. Bam. Yeah, this will do. I hope you're not getting in over your head. You think I'm stupid? I think we know this is an inside job. I'm armed dead today. Take it from here. You don't come into people's yards, steal their money, and shoot at them. There's people like me. You might get lucky and kill you first.